Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we continue with our American stories. More people have ventured into outer space than have been to where the Titanic rests two and a half miles down on the ocean floor. Lowell Lytle has been one of the privileged few who has seen the Titanic firsthand. Lowell has played the part of Captain Smith at Titanic events all over the globe and has been entertaining guests at the Titanic Museum for more than 15 years. Here's Lowell Lytle to tell his story and the story of the Titanic's last hero. How do you do? This is Lowell Lytle. I uh, have an unusual story to tell you. I was home minding my own business way back in 1987. I heard about the Titanic. They've discovered it. And um, wouldn't you know, I got a phone call from the designer that was building a an exhibit Orlando on the Titanic. He called me, he said, Lowell, we've gone through 350 actors here in Orlando, can't find a captain. He said, I told these men, I know someone that can play that part. He's my next door neighbor. I used to be a lead singer of one of my rock and roll bands. I had eight bands for 22 years touring the United States and Canada. And I went over there on a hoot just to see what it was all about. And he opened the door and there were six men sitting around the table. And he said, gentlemen, here's Captain Smith. They took one look at me and they said, yep, you're it. I didn't know what the captain looked like, but an hour later I went through that souvenir shop and I saw the front page of the New York Times, 1912 picture of Captain Smith looking right at me. And my first thought was my neighbor has taken my picture and pasted it on the front page of the New York Times. He shouldn't do that. That's wrong. 
Well, I was there for about two years. And then I heard they were gonna dive to the Titanic and I thought, oh, that would be nice if I could do that. So I called them and they said, no. I waited two weeks and I called them again and I said, I'd like to go down to the Titanic. And they said, no, no, that's for archeologists and important people, wealthy people, people have climbed Mount Everest, millionaires. I waited two more weeks and I, I, you know, I remember Winston Churchill made a famous speech during World War II. He said, we will fight them in the air, we will fight them on land, we will fight them at sea, but we will never surrender. I remember that he was invited to speak at Harvard University after the war. And the professor said to the students, get your pads and pens ready, because when this man speaks, it's wisdom. They flew him over from England. The old man hobbled up to the microphone and he said, never give up. Never, 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 never give up. And he turned around and sat down. I never forgot that. That was the best speech I ever heard. I called him again. And I said, I'm the captain of the Titanic. I'm in front of the camera. I'm in everyone's home. I'm the one that's talking about your exhibit. I believe if the media could say this man's been down to see this ship, more people would be interested in what I have to say about it. And you'll get more people there and you'll make more money. It got quiet on the other end of the phone and the man said, I think you're right, come along. So I actually packed up and I went to St. John's, Newfoundland. That's where you leave from. And I got there and they looked at me and they said, you're too tall, you won't fit in there. I said, I'll fit in there. Now I'm six foot four. I'm the tallest and the oldest that's ever been down to the Titanic. I was 68 at the time. I said, I'll fit in there. Well, we don't have a fire suit big enough for you. Fire suit? What's this about a fire? Well, you'll be breathing 100% oxygen. It could flash to a fire like Apollo 1 did. Well, if that's the case, I'll be burnt to a crisp in 10 seconds. What good is a suit? They said, well, your name will be written on it. It's for identification. Identification? I'm that tall guy down there. Well, anyway, I got in the suit. The suit was a little too small but I did get in one. Now, when I, when I got on the Academie Kelge, that Russian dive vessel, I noticed on the back end of one of those subs, the protective shield that went around the propeller was held together with duct tape. Now, that doesn't breed a lot of confidence. And I'm thinking to myself, do I really want to do this? All I could think of is, well, I've lived a long life. I'm 68. If I die, I know where I'm going. That's the important thing. And if I come back, I'll have a story to tell. And I came back and I've been telling that story for 21 years all around the world. 
I told it in Shanghai, China for two weeks. I told it in Singapore for two weeks. I've been in every state in the United States, every Providence in Canada, where they've had these Titanic exhibits. Sometimes two or three times, different cities. One day, I was eating dinner. Now there's twice as many people out there that would like to go down that would get a chance, who I knew I didn't have any chance. But while I was eating, that fellow that I talked to on the phone came over to me, bent over, and said to me, Lowell, you're going down in the morning. And what a unique and original voice we're listening to. And that is, of course, the voice of Lowell Lytle, who plays the part and has been playing the part of Captain Smith. When we come back, more of Lowell Lytle's story here on Our American Stories. Folks, if you love the great American stories we tell and love America like we do, we're asking you to become a part of the Our American Stories family. If you agree that America is a good and great country, please make a donation. A monthly gift of $17.76 is fast becoming a favorite option for supporters. Go to OurAmericanStories.com now and go to the Donate button and help us keep the great American stories coming. That's OurAmericanStories.com. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we continue with Our American Stories and with Lowell Lytle's story about being one of the privileged few who's seen the Titanic firsthand, and who also happens to play the part of Captain Smith at Titanic events all over the globe. Let's return to Lowell Lytle and his story. Oh my goodness, my heart began to pound. I couldn't believe it. They're gonna let me go down to the Titanic. Well, Fox Television followed me all around like I was an astronaut. Now, you, first of all, you gotta take your shoes off. In, in the event that you pick up any oil from that mothership walking on the deck and breathing 100% oxygen, it could, if there's a spark, that would be it. So I took my shoes off, I got inside, and with my long legs, wouldn't you know, I kicked over the oxygen tank. Boy, it didn't take long before that Russian pilot came alive and straightened that thing out. Now, I, I got no place to sit. I'm in a ball and six and a half feet in diameter, 19 inches thick, and there's three grown men in there. And it takes two and a half hours to get down two and a half miles to the wreck site. They turn off all the lights to conserve the batteries. Now they turned that hatch down tight and I knew then I couldn't change my mind. I can't see anything. All I can do is think about what I'm about to see. I'm not going to see a movie, I'm going to see the real thing. And when they turned on the lights, the Russian pilot says we're almost there. And I didn't like what I saw. We were going too fast, and we bounced off the ocean floor. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Of course, it took five minutes for all that dust to settle down. And the first thing that I noticed was the sea life. It was so strange. There's no light that far down on the ocean floor. No sun. So the crabs are white, the starfish that are 13 inches in diameter. Five points, but none of them any larger than your little finger. Now, when they turned on the lights, moments later I was right over the bow, the same spot where Jack in the movie held out his arms that I'm the king of the world. I went right over that spot. I said, take me to the captain's cabin. James Cameron said the side was already gone. They took me there. I was five feet from the captain's bathtub for 10 minutes while they were changing film. I found a wrench down there. The mouth on it was 13 inches across, sticking straight up in the ocean floor like somebody throwing a, a javelin. And I noticed while I was picking items up off the ocean floor, there was a hat. It looked like a derby hat and it was in mint condition. There's no current that far down. And I told the Russian pilot to go get that, and he did. There's two mechanical arms on the outside of that sub. 
and he picked it up and they pushed a button and a basket went out from underneath and he let go of it to fall into the basket and it disappeared like a cloud. The microorganisms are eating up that ship at such a tremendous rate, it's gonna be an orange spot on the ocean floor within a hundred years. Now I think that hat was probably made out of felt. Had it been made out of leather, it probably could make it because those microorganisms that do not like the tanning process of leather, it repels them. Their shoes and hats and bags, that's why you see those things. Found enough items and I thought to myself, I'm just gonna stay focused on this and not, not get involved emotionally. But after an hour and a half, all I could think of was what really took place that night. 1,500 souls slipped into eternity. All of them had plans to get to New York and start a new life. It never happened. Life can be short, folks. Make sure you tell your loved one every day how much you love them. And you better know where you're going because it's going to happen to every one of us. We're all going to die one time or another. When it happens, it'll be too soon. Just remember this, eternity is a long time to be wrong. Get it right. In fact, there's a story about a second-class passenger. His name is Reverend John Harper. There's a book entitled The Titanic's Last Hero. It's about Reverend Harper. And uh, he was uh, on his way to Chicago to preach. He had a, a revival service before he left. And he told the people in that service, he said he was going to go to New York on that new ship called the Titanic the next week. After the service, one of, the, one of his parishioners came up to him and said, Reverend, I have a bad feeling about that ship. I have an ominous feeling that something bad's gonna take place. I feel so strongly about it. I, I, want, you, I want you to go to New York, but I, I, I don't want you to get on this, this ship. Please take the Lusitania. I'll even pay for your ticket. Reverend Harper thought about it. He says, no, the Apostle Paul wouldn't run away from danger. If anything happens, he says, I'm ready. And it happened. And when the Titanic started to go down, that Baptist minister ran around the deck shouting, women and children and unsaved people, get aboard the lifeboats. You just can't keep these Baptists quiet. He even gave his life vest to a man that was not a Christian. His daughter Anna was standing right next to him. And his sister-in-law was standing next to him. They both survived. The sister-in-law overheard the reverend when he gave that life vest to that man. He said, here, take this, I don't need it. I'm not going down, I'm going up. He's in the water now, 28 degrees. It feels like a thousand knives stabbing him. And a man drifted by on a piece of wood and Reverend Harper shouted to the man, 
are you saved? The man said, no. Reverend Harper shouted, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. The man drifted off into the dark and later the current drew him back. And Reverend Harper again shouted to the man, are you saved yet? The man said, I can't honestly say that I am. Reverend Harper's last words were, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And with that, the Reverend slipped under the water and went to that frozen watery grave. There were 12 people pulled from the water that night. Six of them lived. That man was one of them. And that story was told a few weeks later in Hamilton, Ontario, by that same man who said, I listened to Reverend Harper's last message and became a believer in Jesus Christ with two miles of water beneath me. Titanic's last hero, Reverend John Harper. God bless you folks. And what a piece of storytelling by Lowell Lytle. Not only his story, not only his passion for the Titanic, but telling the story of the Titanic's last hero as well, as perhaps only he can do. We haven't had many better storytellers on this show, and many better stories. A a special thanks to Lowell Lytle for sharing his story. He has been entertaining guests at the Titanic Museum for more than 15 years. He is also the author of the inspiring read, Diving Into the Deep. Lowell Lytle's story, The Story of the Titanic, here on Our American Stories. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.